Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode number 457. North Carolina produces 20% of all the United States Christmas trees, including the popular North Carolina Fraser fir. Lightning struck in an open plain. And we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through, I saw you on my way. Hey everyone, I'm Trav and joining me today is someone who loves a good time-lapse video. My wife and constant travel and home companion, Heather. Hi everyone. Yes, I do like watching and recording time-lapse videos because it's just so fun to see how quickly you can do something. It's kind of intoxicating to watch. Well, yesterday she transformed this space from a old bedroom into a little recording studio and I didn't know you were shooting a time lapse video, so it was up there on the tripod, right where you guys, if you're watching on Instagram, right there. And I come in, I'm standing there, and you didn't realize that at first. And you're like, uh, Trav, you know I'm shooting a time lapse video. So thankfully, the the time was long enough that I was only in it when the video happened yeah. for like a split second. Yeah. But I stand there for like a good three or four seconds in real life. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun to do that. So, so guys, if you're watching on Instagram, hi. If you're listening to podcasts later. That's cool as well. We are doing our six-part year in review series. And obviously this year with travel in 2020, things were a lot different. But Heth, when you and I went through and said, okay, well, do we want to keep doing this year in review? Do the exact same thing that we've done for what is now the last ooh, six, five or six years at least that we've been doing this year in review yeah, series. I think so. Um, we asked, do we want to do this? And, and we did change a little bit around. Um, instead of doing best beer and best wine and best coffee as their own episodes, we just made it best drink. So our six part year in review, what you're listening to now, part one, our 2020 travel stats. So if you're a stats nerd, if you're a math nerd, if you're an Excel spreadsheet nerd, <laughs> or you just like hearing how much we traveled or didn't travel compared to years past, you're going to love this episode. Next episode that we go into is our travel superlatives. Test. So that's always a fun one. Think like back of the yearbook, you know, um, you know, those kind of things. Um, and then we'll go into best meals of 2020, best drinks of 2020, best desserts of 2020, and then best experiences. So if you're listening yes. to podcasts, those will come out weekly. If you're watching on IGTV and a little behind the scenes exclusive access, have explained to people that when they'll be getting them and when those will be dropping. So usually we record these podcasts sometimes all in one day or over a couple of days and we put them out once a week like our normal podcast, which we will still be doing. So they go through the whole month of January and even into February a little bit. But because we wanted to record video, we wanted to do lives for you on Instagram. You and Heather wanted a reason to decorate this space. <laughs> sure. Um, we thought it would be really fun to give you on everyone watching on Instagram kind of a first access if you want to binge because we know, all know binging is so much fun. If you want to binge all of them, you can watch them and listen to them in advance of when they will be released on Apple podcasts and all of that. So 
basically we're doing one every day for the next six days as we round out 2020 mm-hmm. and begin 2021 and if you wait for the podcast you will only be able to listen to them when they come out every tuesday over six weeks there you go so you have your options um if you guys are familiar with the extra pack of peanuts podcast what we do each year with our year interview when we do our travel stats is the, the thing that takes the most time and uh this year it took less time because it there was less travel, is going back and accounting for every single day that we had in 2020 and where we slept. Um, (laughs) And so like every day we're like, where were we on June 12th, 2020? And then, you know, over the past years. And so we've done this now since 2015, the amount of places that we have slept. And this year, obviously the amount of places that we slept much less than previous years. Well, yeah, and every year kind of got smaller and smaller because, you know, once we got back into our permanent house and stopped being completely nomadic, nomadic yep. <laughs> you know, we had more days at home and then we had kids, so then we had even more days at home. But obviously, 2020 was the least days. Yeah, so else. <laughs> so a lot of you follow along. If you're, if you're new to the podcast and you want to do this, this is a pretty fun exercise that Heather and I do together. I actually turn my Google Maps like allows allow it to track me type thing which, last year, yeah, which that did was the help. First time we did that, one of our friends told us he was like, uh, you know, if you have your Google Maps turned on, it will literally tell you where you are in the world every single day. And Trevor's like, well, that'll make it too easy actually to figure out. So where I tried we were. it this year, <laughs> and it, it was it was, it was easier. Nice. It was helpful. It's a little scary that they know exactly where I was at all times of the year, but that's the price you pay in order to uh, to be able to do this type of podcast. So if you you know. You can go back and do that. It's really fun to do. Count the amount of places you slept. If you do that, please let us know on Instagram how many places did you sleep in 2020. For us, we like I said, we've been doing this since 2015, so let's get into the numbers. I'll give my numbers first, then Heth, you can give yours. Um, this year in 2020, I slept in 13 different places. Now, to put that into perspective, over the last couple of years, 2015 was our high watermark for both of us. For me, it was 72 places I slept. Mm-hmm. We were fully nomadic at that point. In 2016, it was 58. 2017, it was 45. 2018, it was 40. 2019, it was 36. For an average over the last five years before this year of 50 places slept. 50 so like, different places. 50 different places. So you see, it just kept, as Heather mentioned, it goes down, down, down. And then this year, wow. 13 different places. Still, so, though, for being a year of a pandemic where out of the 12 months, nine months of those, we were in a basic yeah, quarantine, a, a bit lockdown. of a lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So and we'll get into what these bad. places were, too. Uh, we, we go through and we don't just count what they were, but then we'll give you like what type of place they were, hotel, et cetera. Uh, so, Heth, your numbers are just a tad bit different than mine. Right. So, I mean, my average over the past five years was 45 nights. So I had five less on average than Trav did every year. And then my 2020 Places still slept. somehow managed to be less than Trav, 11. 11. So I had 13. Yeah. Those two places mm-hmm. were when I was out in LA and when I was in Nashville, right. which were the two trips that I took pre-COVID. So yes. after that, we were together on all the different places. Every day. So every <laughs> day. Now, so the places, the different places that we slept, again, I, I had 13 different places. Heather had 11. The other big difference this year is the amount of days spent 
in a home base. So if you haven't followed the podcast this year, we did buy a house in North Carolina, mm-hmm. a, a, a another home base. So we kind of are sp- splitting time between two home bases, one up here outside of Philadelphia and then one in North Carolina. Um, and so if we look at that, our place outside of Philadelphia, I slept 185 nights there. So over for the first time in a long time, over half the year. Well, no. Okay. Let me take that. Over half the year was at our place in Philadelphia. Right. And I spent 194 days there. So I think in previous years, you know, we would get really antsy, especially travel, get really antsy. Like we've spent too much time at home. We need to travel. We need to go. And this year being a pandemic year, obviously it was hard. It's hard for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but there's also silver linings and there's also really cool things about 2020. And one of them was staying at home a little bit more because we got to spend more time with our children. (laughs) We got to buy another house in North Carolina that if we'd been traveling, we wouldn't have been able to do. And we have a whole podcast about that. If anybody wants to listen to how we acquired the beach house in North Carolina. So Yeah, I'm not too sad about it. Yeah, I think one of the neat, good things about being at our home base so much this year is that one of our home bases was at the beach. So if we add that house in, we both spent 125 (laughs) nights at that new beach house, which we bought August 3rd. So most of our time from August onward was there. And so if we add up all those nights... In 2020, I spent 310 nights at home, right? Mm-hmm. At one of those home bases. And Heth, you were in at 319, which is a huge, big, higher difference than the past couple of years. Yes, definitely. I mean, we, I did not go on an airplane the entire year. <laughs> and we only have, what, one day left. So I'm not going anywhere tonight or tomorrow. So... It's a little bit strange that I have the last time I didn't fly for a whole year is probably in college. So we're going back a lot oh, of we're years. We're not going to date ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we will. We're going back 15 years. More, I think. Well, depending. Yeah. Uh, 15 to 17 to, to 18 years. So just to put it into perspective, 310 and 319 days at home. Mm-hmm. The Before that, our average was around about 230 for me and about 240 for you over the last four or five years. So we're talking an extra 70 days, an extra couple months at home. Mm -hmm. Again, some of that, you know, the numbers tell one story, but the the good part about that is we got to split it up between two different places, um, which as you mentioned, helped us be way, way, way less antsy. Now, there was obviously a record set this year. I mean, (laughs) but uh, not only- records over here. We are breaking records of being homebound. That is for sure. And one of the things that I always found neat when we looked at our stats- And, you know, there's people who travel a lot less than us. There's people who travel a lot more than us. But just relative to our own travels, one of the things that I always looked at was what was the longest amount of consecutive days that we spent at home? Because you can travel a lot, but you can travel in different ways, right? Like you can travel sporadically. You can travel in a big chunk. And so for me, this always said, like, what was the longest amount of consecutive days that we spent at home? And last year... You set a new record of 61 straight days mm-hmm. in our house, which some people might be like, that's too much. That's it. You know, like yeah, only two it. months straight. But that was only the longest we've been for years. That's too long because, you know, we had a baby in August. So 
we I was flying right up until I was no longer allowed to fly in 2019. And I remember taking our last flight and that was in July. And I had Hadley August 10th. So yeah, then I was home and I was happy to be home. Right. And so your record of 61 straight days. Prior to that, I just want to give someone a little bit to make it relative. In 2017, the longest that we were in our house consecutively was 24 straight days. So we had never spent a month just in our own house. I know that's crazy to think back. And Trav would still be antsy. He'd be like, oh, well, we didn't travel nearly enough this year. And I would be like, well. I'm just giving some perspective of how our travel styles change. And so in 2020, so this record of 61 days, maybe this Mm -hmm. unbreakable record we thought, well, it certainly got broken. Heather, 2020, you spent 150 straight days in our house outside of Phoenixville. That is essentially the first five, it was the first five months out of the year. Yes. Which, wow. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think when the pandemic first happened and we were in lockdown and it was March and it was cold and dreary in Philadelphia, it was hard as it was hard for a lot of people um, around the world. And fortunately, we did live in a house and not an apartment. So we had a backyard, albeit small. I mean, it was fine. And then I feel like once we got used to that being kind of the way it was going to be, you know, you get used to it and you make it work. Yeah. So, yeah, I think obviously a lot of it was necessity. We stayed home in January, February, March. I mean, I went on two quick little trips, one to LA for five days, one to Nashville for four days. But the goal for uh, some of you may have heard us talk about this in other ones. Some of you may not. The goal was that come April, we were going to be hitting the road hard and essentially traveling mm-hmm. very quickly. April through October to a lot of different places. Panama for my sister's wedding, Bulgaria in August to see that, South um, South Africa in September, a bunch of conferences in June. So our April to October was packed. So purposefully, we spent a lot of time at home, January, February, March, mm-hmm. getting ready for that, doing uh, some stuff with the business, spending time around the house because we knew it was going to be go, go, go. And obviously that didn't happen. That go, go, go turned into stay, stay, stay. But another cool thing that we did have, we did then spend 80 straight days at the beach house from the day we got it, August 3rd until mid-October. And again, that's a record, you know, 80 days normally in one spot for me would seem like a lot, except it was a brand new place. So and it, has the beach. And has the beach. So it gave you that, tr- gave me that travel experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of like being curious, mm-hmm. exploring and all, even though it was quote unquote our home base. Yes. Speaking of the beach house, this took us an extra hour to prepare yesterday. Yeah. We, but we it, had our notes done. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but it was really fun to kind of put a spin on a statistic that we've never done before because we've never had a beach home, which is essentially like a vacation home for a lot of people. And in a pandemic, when your friends and loved ones can't really travel very much, the beach house was popular. Mm, are you saying we, we've got a new statistic? <laughs> All right, our new statistic, everyone, and this was, again, took us about an hour to, to, to put together yesterday. Drum roll, please. Is the amount of visitors at the beach house mm. and then the amount of nights that we had there by ourselves versus having people there. So let's just run through this. The total amount of people that stayed overnight at the beach house from August 3rd until the end of this year is... 25 people. 25 different people, people. including children. So like maybe Mm -hmm. how many of the seven to eight of those were Mm -hmm. kids. Um, And the total nights that people were at, that we were at the beach house 
was 125 this year. That we had guests. No, no, no. no the total we amount of nights that we spent okay. at the beach house were 125 this year. And you can see the stats here. I want everyone, if you're with us, to think how many nights did we have a guest there? Hath, I'm going to give a drum roll for this. Give everyone the answer. Out of 125 total nights that we spent there, a guest was with us, at least one guest. 71 nights. So that is 57% of the time we had to beach house. We had a guest here. And this is the thing that we love. We're glad, like we oh, are happy yes. about that, right? Some people would be like, that sounds horrible. We got the beach house to be able to have a home base for us that we love, but also to have people there. We love hosting. We love having people there. Obviously in COVID things were different. It was a smaller circle of people. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people coming back, my sister, my mom, your mm -hmm. sister, your mom, things like that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was just really nice to be able to have that option for people. You know, our family and friend community base is in the Philadelphia area. So moving eight hours south, we were hoping that a lot of people would come to see us because we weren't ready to just completely cut ties with everybody. <laughs> well, the longest that we had with no guests, the longest consecutive mm -hmm. nights that we had by ourselves was 11 straight nights. So mm -hmm. yeah, I talk, we didn't cut ties. I mean, yeah. there was people there. Uh -huh. It was a bit of a revolving door, which we, again, were very happy about. And, right. and that's what we wanted uh, when we moved down there. So yeah. for me, that, that number is great. 57% of the time, that, that sounds perfect. And this is something that we didn't count in because we left the beach house December 18th, I think. But before we left, uh, some of you may know if you follow us on social media or Facebook. Well, that is social media, but you know what I mean. If you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, we posted our Airbnb listing. We got it up before we came home for the holidays. And I think we might have set a record that within 10 minutes 10 of minutes. listing the house on Airbnb, we got our first booking. And it has been booked almost every night since we left. Yeah, there was two or three nights right before Christmas that were unbooked. But essentially yeah. since the 18th yeah. all the way through till January 18th, mm -hmm. there's only three nights on book. So yeah, that's really exciting for us because if you didn't listen to our podcast about how we came to find the beach house and buy the beach house, a lot of it is that we are planning to rent it as an investment property. It's not just like a second home for us. We're not that no, awesome. No, no. <laughs> Come on, don't get the wrong idea here. Yeah, we're going to use it as an investment property. And so it's been really nice for us to be able to use it. And then when we're not there, put it up and rent it and get some of that money back and get some of that, some of that income coming. One neat thing that also happened that we were not planning on at all was in October, we came home to Philadelphia. When does that stop being home? You know, I wonder, like, <laughs> does that change? Because we came home to Philadelphia and for 10, uh, for 12 nights we were gone. And we actually had a friend, shout out to you, J-Rob, who stayed in our house when we weren't there. So we said- The first house sitter. The first house sitter. So 57% of the nights that we were there, we had a guest. But we also, for most of the time that we weren't there, we've had guests in there, whether they be friends, house sitting for us, or now obviously guests- that we don't know through Airbnb. So the good part about that house is it's getting a lot of use mm -hmm. and that's what we wanted. It's an awesome house. It's got amazing views. We don't want it to just sit there vacant. That actually is one of the things I'm not going to get out of my soapbox too much mm -hmm. that irks me. Again, people can do what they want with vacation properties. I'm not telling you you have to rent it. If you have a second home, that's fine. But I, it is a bit of a bummer when I see these amazing houses, you know, we'll walk on the beach down and up from our house and they just sit vacant for so much of the year. And yeah. you see that a lot in ski towns and all. Again, you can do what you want with your properties. It just, 
It's a bit of a bummer it's sometimes. It's nice to have a home that's well loved. Yes. Uh, just to give a shout out to some of the top people who came down. My sister Gail leading the charge. 25 days she spent at the beach house. Uh, then my mom spent 15 days there. My sister Julie spent 14. And our friend Jason, who housed that for us, did 11 nights. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are in the double digit beach house club mm. for amount of days. So that's our accommodations and kind of what are, what it looked like for us. You know, large chunk of time at home in Philadelphia. And then until August. And then in August, most of our time was spent down at the beach house. Mm -hmm. And we took some trips uh, between there. Or I took some trips in the beginning. I did, Heather, you said you had zero flights. So this zero was a flights. very easy section for us to yeah. do. Zero flights. I took two. I didn't even have a layover this year in 2020. I went Philly to Nashville to Philly and Philly to Los Angeles, back to Philly. All direct flights, no layovers, two total flights, essentially, you know, two, two destinations, a total of 6,153 miles flown, which, um, I have the stats from the other years. Most, I think our most was up at 80 or 85,000 oh miles gosh. flown. Um, you know, this is like six years ago when we were more nomadic. Um, so this is a far cry from the amount of flying that we've done in the past. You had zero flights, Wit had zero flights, mm -hmm. Hadley had zero flights. So, uh, not much to report there. We did do a little bit of overland miles. Yes. Uh, these are not road very trips, many. not very much. You know, we didn't, I know a lot of people around the world and especially in the U S rented an RV and did some really amazing road trips. You know, we thought about doing that, but then we came upon the beach house and the second half of the year was really, uh, we were caught up with that. So we didn't do any crazy, amazing, you know, going out West road trips with an RV, but we did put a lot of miles in between North Carolina and Pennsylvania. Yes. And even in Pennsylvania, you know, we went to when we felt safe enough to visit a few family members around Pennsylvania. And the beginning of the summer, we went to the Jersey Shore, mm -hmm. Southern Jersey Shore, not near the Northern Jersey Shore. Come on. Uh, to Ocean <laughs> wow. City. Really could be offending some people out there today. <laughs> I don't mean it's bad, but that's the Jersey Shore. When you say Jersey Shore, like the TV show was mm -hmm. Northern Jersey. Yep. Not Southern Jersey. Gotcha. It's different. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's mm -hmm. just when we say we went to Jersey Shore, people are like, oh, I know Jersey Shore. We say, well, we don't actually usually go there. Um, <laughs> Ocean City and Cape May. So a total of 2,976 miles overland, which if you stretch it out, would essentially be going from the east to west coast. Uh, we just went back and forth up the east coast to North Carolina a lot. My total miles this year have 9,129 miles traveled. Mm -hmm. The average over the last five years pre-2020 was 42,000. And like I said, there was a high of 81,000 in 2015. Yeah. So obviously there's less travel. And for you, uh, you know, you just did the overland miles yeah, there. Yeah, 2,900. Well, 2,976. So. Yeah, and before that you had done 40. So a lot less travel, a lot less travel for the kids. We have a section called Countries Visited this year. Uno. Yeah. The United States. We couldn't States. even go to Canada. No. Yeah. So, and Hadley has at least been on one flight because she did go to Florida when she was four months old. And, you know, she's not even going to know what hit her when we finally hop on an airplane. She has no passport stamps, right? No. No yeah, so she's a year and a half with no passport stamps, which again, not the end of the world, just <laughs> not something if you would have told us a year and a half ago when she was born that we would have ever expected she sure. wouldn't have any passport yeah. stamps at this point. Uh, states visited, also very easy for me, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, California, New Jersey, and North Carolina. So five states visited and spent time in and no new states on that list for me at all. 
Right. And for me, just Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and North Carolina. And same with the mm-hmm. same with the three kids. Yep. So Hadley and Wit do have a new state that they crossed off this year, North Carolina. Neither of right. them had been in North mm-hmm. Carolina before, but you and I womp womp womp. No, I actually have that sound drop. <laughs> Do you? No new states visited. Yeah. But like we said, you know, this year is was obviously very different. Um, we had a we actually had we traveled the amount that we had planned to travel would have done a lot between April yes. and October. And, and it would have been exhausting and we wouldn't have done as many things with our business because, you know, as much as we love traveling, planning a trip takes a lot of time and energy. Going on a trip with two children takes a lot of time and energy. And then coming home and recovering from the trip takes a lot of time and energy. So 2020, well, being a year of this COVID pandemic, you know, was a challenging year in many ways. It was also... A beautiful year for us because we <laughs> yeah let's end on yeah. a positive note it actually yeah. was it was and you know fortunately we we didn't get COVID at all nobody that we know has suffered from you know like dying from COVID so we're very very blessed in that regard uh we have tried to be pretty safe where it comes to this pandemic and so I know that there are people out there who have suffered in our hearts go out to them. But if we're looking back over our year, you know, we made some big moves in our business because we had the time to really focus and kind of pivot and do other things that we probably, you know, who knows if we would have done them or not. Yeah, those- if we'd been spending four solid months just out there traveling. Right. Those 40,000, 50,000 miles that we didn't travel and those you know, 70 nights that we weren't spending in other places and other beds. I mean, that- that just led to, as you mentioned, the big thing being the beach house and us mm-hmm. buying that and getting that ready, but also a lot of more structure in our business and uh, also more structure in our personal life. Mm-hmm. Being able to, to get a nanny and you and I starting to figure out kind of the stuff that we, the, the flow that we want as far as working hours and what days right. we want to work. So a lot of stuff that was happening behind the scenes internally that was really awesome and that I I, on, I would not trade. And we're going to get to that in our next episode. Our next episode is our 2020 superlatives. And, you know, we're going to talk about best thing that happened in an unexpected way, uh, worst thing that happened in an unexpected way, most underwhelming, most positive. So we'll kind of dive deeper into the things that we talked about here. These were, we, we like to give people the stats. We like to give you, um, is it right-brained or left-brained? Is Ooh. it right I, I think, feel like it's right. I think right brained like the number of people, right? We like to give you your due. Um, and and I, we also really do love hearing from you and hearing from people telling us how many places they slept, what what they did. And then kind of we shift to the other brained uh, with the, the more abstract uh, superlatives the next episode. And then we'll be talking about best meals, best desserts, mm-hmm. and also best um, experiences, which you know, we kind of take those superlatives and dive into a few of those and tell the stories behind some of those um, a little more, which which is pretty fun. So that's our year in review series. If you're listening on Instagram, we're going to be coming out. Um, we're going to be coming to you 
over the next couple of days um, live on Instagram live. So you can kind of get a sneak peek. If you're listening to the podcast later, that's awesome as well. We'll be coming out weekly with this. We wanted to try a few new things, try to serve you however you like listening to the show. And just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening for the support because it's awesome. And we did get some comments here on Instagram saying like your year in review shows are my favorite. So thanks guys. We like doing it. So we're glad that you like it. Yeah. We hope everyone has a happy new year. And until next time, happy free travels. Cheers. On my way through, I saw you and I'll see you again someday. Music by Kalem Bohr. I love it so much. Space B O E.